Hey, welcome everyone to the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. It is episode 94, and we are going to do something a little bit differently today. Uh, as many of you know, we usually have an hour or so. We try to plus or minus, you could yeah. say, yeah, uh, of an episode where we talk about many topics. It could be a, a, an episode full of movies, TVs, games, whatever, whatever's happening at that moment. But we are changing it up. We're gonna go one main topic at a time and go per more, episode per episode and go for more bite-sized you know 15 to 30 minute episodes instead of say an hour long at a time that way yep. and, and and this is from feedback brandon right like you, you were reading some feedback and and people were saying you know hey I, I love the movie stuff but you know i don't really play video games or vice versa yes we're just trying to streamline the experience for our, our listeners, like you said, largely adjusted on our feedback and kind of our own just wonderings. Um, so thank you for the our our, uh, our feedback. Those of you who have reached out to us at uh, randomfandomcast at gmail.com. See what I did there? And uh, do we have a name for our listeners? Are they the randos? Are they the brandies? Are they the... Uh, they're not the brandies. That's weird. Yeah. How about the randos? Sure. You know, like, a bunch like of randos have... listen to us. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And we like playing with randos sometimes because that always makes online gaming so much better, right? Right, because they're they're the top quality. They're they're the high echelon of, of online gaming. Yeah, so we're gonna try this. So thanks for taking a little new uh, path down uh, the random fandom with us. Um, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, soon to be Happy New Year by the time this comes out. So hope everyone yep. is uh, wrapping up 2020 as well as they can, kicking off uh, hopefully what will be a better year. And you know what has made our year mutually better thanks to largely your efforts and some. Uh, employment of uh, some technology and friends. You want to give the good news? Oh, well, we, we tweeted got, about it. We both got Xbox Series X's. Take that, you poachers, you online assholes and bots and you scammers. And I just got a notification today saying I'm getting the PlayStation 5 shipped. It'll be delivered today. You almost have like a little bit of like survivor's guilt about it, though. You, that was There was no happiness to that. Well, it's, it's hard. It's like so... In order to get a console right now, you have to be on your toes. There's no way you can just randomly go to walmart.com and find one or PlayStation Direct and find one. You have to be following message boards that, that ping every time you know, a stock drops. And then you've got to basically be at your computer at the ready to, to go to that site and then refresh constantly. It's, it's hard, dude. It, I was doing it for weeks. And I was like Pavlov's dogs, man. Like every time that chime came on from Discord, I was yeah. like stopping everything I was doing and then refreshing sites. I'm not even kidding. I had three computers going. I would be working on my work computer as well as two other computers going. And I'd have auto clickers, you know, like on Microsoft sites or, or whatever, trying to like refresh on the checkout button to make sure that if they had one in stock, it would take one. And it, yeah. was, it was not easy and so I, I kind of feel guilty because i have like other friends that i know really want some and now i have both consoles or i will have both consoles but i don't know i i, I feel like i, I kind of earned it <laughs> if that makes sense oh no, yeah you put in the work and thank you now i have an xbox series x in my home i do need to upgrade my tv but you know what first world problems as they say 
Yeah. Uh, but anyways, congratulations to us all and to you if you're out there looking for a game. Let this stand as proof that Brandon pulled down three consoles out of the hands of uh, obscurity and, yeah. and unavailability. So it can happen. You just got to stick with it and also work from home because that, <laughs> that does seem to help. help a lot. Yeah, I would so literally be job. in a, I would literally be in a Zoom meeting and I'd hear a, a, a chime and I would be like, uh-huh, on my Zoom meeting while I'm like kind of slyly <laughs> on the other side, like going to the website and going to like get into a PlayStation Direct queue or some crap like that. Heck yeah. Today, not always going forward, but today we have the absolute privilege of having a great sponsor that's making this episode possible. Brandon, you want to tell us a little bit about it, please? Yeah, we, we all know... Uh, WB has some of the greatest 1990s TV shows. Oh, no, that was the early 2000s. Sorry. It was 97 to 2003. It was. It was. I get you. So it spanned Uh, both decades. Yeah, you know. um, And it seems that the creators of Buffy the Vampire Slayer are taking another stab at it. (laughs) You see what I did? (laughs) Uh, I'm awesome. So uh, why don't you give this fake sponsor a listen to the new show from the creators of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. After nearly 20 years, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is back. Having rid the world of all the vampires, including the ones she had sex with, she has a new calling to defeat the evil ruining America's favorite pastime. Strike three, you're out! No, you're out of life. If you chose the life of an umpire, that was a bad call. I'm going to slay every last umpire. The stakes are high. No umpire is safe from Buffy the Umpire Slayer. Batter um. Coming fall 2021 exclusively to Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, CBS All Access, Peacock, Disney Plus, Apple TV, YouTube Red, Showtime Now, HBO Max, HBO Go, HBO Now, HBO Later. All right, special thank you to that fake sponsor. Now, time to get into, now we're going to have a topic of the episode. Yeah, it kind of so, kills right? all the other little subheadings because now it's right? just inherently. That's fine. We're not. We might not have transition music or anything like that anymore, so that's okay. We might not. This uh, today's topic is Wonder Woman, 1984. Came out on it HBO is. Max on Christmas. Yes. And uh, I want to shout both... out my brother. Oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt it. We're getting a little lag here, but I do want to shout out my brother, who is also one of the uh, staunch supporters and listeners of the show. He gifted me uh, in support of. Uh, all of the research that I need to do. Um, he gifted me his HBO Max login so I could watch this uh, on Christmas night. So shout out, Shane. Thank you very much. Thanks, Shane. We appreciate you allowing Brandon to watch this new Aladdin movie. <laughs> right? Uh, That's where I want to start is like how kind of ridiculous the premise was. And it was basically Aladdin. It was like, it was I like somebody wanting Aladdin more than I like this. No, me too. But it was, it was somebody making a wish to become the genie. I mean, like that is what it is. And then using it. Dude, what the hell was this movie? Yeah. Okay. I think it's safe to say Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman was one of the best comic book movies that has come out in the past Unless... like 20 years. Like, I completely agree. It is it is a solid quality movie. And it was the one shining light for DC after Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman and all the other crap that they've been putting out. Oh, like they this. were drowning in their own in, in obscurity. Yeah. And I think what it was, was it was a fairly simple telling of a Wonder Woman story. 
um, good characters, pretty decent character development mixed yeah. with some good action sequences and directing. All of which I feel like was missing from this, which is weird because it's Patty Jenkins and she did the original one. Or I mean, it's not the, the original, cast, but it's, it's a lot of the same one. elements. What, but what it felt so different. The path so hard. It just goes to show that a lot of times, especially as results or relates to comic book movies, origin stories are way easier to do than creating an exciting, compelling reason to come back. Yeah. I, I, I mean, think about though, Iron because, Man versus Iron Man 2. Right. No, and, and I, I totally agree, but I feel like it can be done right, right? Like, I mean, look at a lot of the Marvel movies and you, you the, the second Captain America movie, the Civil War. Yeah, I mean, that, incredible. It was an incredible movie. Winter Soldier was the second one. I don't want to oh, get excuse too... Me, so yeah, but Winter Soldier was also really good. Yeah, but like Thor Dark World sucked balls. This was like a Thor Dark World for Wonder yeah, Woman. But then Thor... Uh, oh, what's the... Ragnarok. Taiki, yeah, uh, Ragnarok was incredible. So It Ragnaroked. Yeah, it did. They, they have the ability to do it well. I'm not saying it's easy, but I feel like they made decisions in this movie that the average person could have been a script doctor for and said, uh, that's stupid. I know that, okay, you have her lassoing off of lightning bolts. I, you know, that may be from the comics, but you got to realize that that's not going to translate to cinema. It doesn't translate, just like the freaking villains didn't translate. No. At all. Can we, so I know we're jumping around. But as well, we should because House of Pain told us to jump, jump, jump around. It did. And so we're just doing what we're told. So let's talk about the characters. Okay, start. Wonder Woman was her normal self. I don't find a, didn't find a problem with Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot, I think, is a great, but we did not see Wonder Woman much. We saw, oh, you really didn't. We saw Diana a lot, a lot. But we did not see Wonder Woman. And, and that is another issue that I had that was, it's, it's a little bit more about the lack of action in this. Um, but that's a different topic. Character-wise, um, Steve Trevor was not necessary for the like entire plot. I, and there's a lot of weirdness surrounding that whole thing, which we'll get to later. Yeah, the fact that he took over some dude's body and then, like... They slept together the first night, so basically she sexually assaulted a stranger. She did. <laughs> kind of, right? Like, he body-snatched right. this dude. And, I mean, he didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't, like, his fault. He uh, was wished into existence. So this is kind yeah. of... She was, like, and, and like an accomplice. Yeah. She, so, I, I know they, the, the movie does a pretty good job of making you not think about the other guy. But she wanted to keep Steve Trevor in her life. Meaning that that other guy who Steve Trevor took over would be dead. Like he's gone now, right? He had a, I'm sure he had a family and stuff. Granted, they did a, they they did write into the the script about how all his pictures were of himself, kind of mentioning that he, he, like he doesn't have much. New York or something. Yeah, he doesn't have much of a family or something. I think is what they're going with. That that but, was weak though, but yeah. But still, um, uh, what'd you think my, of Barbara? Minerva, or AKA Cheetah, I guess, for five minutes. Yeah. 
I think both the villains were done very poorly. I completely agree. Um, I think that, this is my opinion, I think that they should have maybe stuck with one villain. Cheetah would have made sense. It's not a, it's it, it's kind of one of those hard ones to bring to cinema. Yeah. Right. But I think they could have done it right. I don't think that the entire plot based off of um, a wish stone made much sense to turning all these people into what they were. Cheetah, Cheetah in the comics has this one origin where, um, I mean, she has many, but one where she's like working on an ancient knife and she cuts herself, right? So, and then that starts to turn her into a cheetah. And I feel like that would have been fine, more acceptable, right? Um, it still kind of would have like these powerful things, but it's not making a wish. Um, but yeah, I liked the way she moved when she was cheetah, but I didn't like the way she looked. Oh, yeah. And I thought the fight scene was okay. Like the couple of fight scenes with them were okay, but it didn't stand out to me um, in any way. It wasn't unique. You know, when I think about the fight scenes in the Wonder, the first Wonder Woman, like some of them stand out to me. They're like really cool. Absolutely. Like her slide tackles and kicks and the way she uses her gauntlets and just deflects things. I, I feel like they were just like foregone conclusions in this one and it, that suit what was that suit that suit served no purpose no i thought it was cool looking though you know you have to admit it was cool looking yeah that's about it uh any other characters though sorry i don't mean to well, sidetrack us any other characters that were uh for better or for worse standing out for you yeah because it's pretty know, much just those four really as far as i can remember well and max max lord yeah oh yeah sorry well you said both villains but yeah we started talking about you but yeah but so you the know two Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, good actor. actor. Oh my God, did I hate his character? And just he got so like comic booky, but like not in a good way at the end. Yeah, take what you want. Everything's. He was he was like a villain from a '90s kids movie, where he's literally just standing in this beam, and he's like, (laughs) "We don't do that anymore, guys. Like, we don't have villains that stand there." Well, like in the middle of a tornado, just laughing we'll at him maniacally. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, yeah. It w- the villains were definitely a drag on this movie. Yeah. Uh, was there anything, I, I, and I mean this not like just like, like internet troll guy. I don't think there's anything I really liked about this movie. I can't, I hated the length of it. It was so unnecessarily long. But when yeah. I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't think there's any one thing that I can remember being like, oh, that was cool, or I like that. I, I genuinely, there was nothing for me to like in this movie. I'm not saying it was shitty or it was bad, but just reflecting inwardly, I can't think of anything that I'll remember about this movie for the positive. Yeah, I know that's, uh, I don't think it's um, anywhere near as bad as some of the other DC movies. As poor as this movie was, it's still one of the best DC comic book movies that we've had in a long time. And and that sucks, right? But when you compare it to the ones I mentioned before, you know, Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman, and even some of the Superman movies, it's just like kind of better than a lot of those. And um, which is sad, it sucks for WB and DC. Because if this is like the best they can do now, it's just like, 
it's too bad. It makes me just so uninterested in what they're going to throw throw at us coming forward. I was still entertained, though mildly. And every once in a while, something would happen where I was like, oh, that's cool looking. <laughs> just, I guess, redeeming. I, I, and I don't want to diminish your own enjoyment of it when and where it was possible throughout this long movie. But if you told me you enjoyed the visible jet, I hate you. That was dumb because really dumb. Th there's a lot of things in this that were dumb and I know we're jumping around, but the invisible jet was like, I was wondering if they're going to show it somehow. And when they started going into uh, with, they were into the, the airport center with all the, you know, where they like stole the plane. I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, does she have some sort of knowledge of like a super secret stealth tech where there's a plane that can like use some technology to become invisible. Right. I was like, that would be kind of a cool way of bringing it forward. But then I was like, well, wait, how would Steve Trevor know how to fly a modern plane? Because it's just air and wind. <laughs> Which is stupid. And he's all pushing all these buttons and you're like, you're, that telling, made no me, sense. you're telling me all these switches in this plane is just air and wind. And that's it. You, and he's on. been dead since the world war one, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. It's, He's been dead for what 60 something years at this point yeah so um but then she's like oh yeah i know how to make things invisible and she starts doing this thing with her hand what are you doing you're not a magician this is dumb no but her father taught her that so oh. i would have rather than just explain off of some like alien technology I, that would have been just actually yeah. more probably palatable or, or, or like I was saying before, it's just stealth technology that the, uh, the the military was working on, and she knew about it because of her work. Exactly, she has she's privy to like how many different things with her clearances and stuff like that, um, and more in the air aeronautics. Uh, so she flies now. So she's Neo apparently, because all she had to do was believe. You know, in the first movie, you're right. She was sliding. She was using her. Um, gauntlets and a little bit a little bit of her whip but she was just cool and athletic right and in the in, in the first action sequence in the mall she's using her whip and basically defying physics yeah and it just seemed unrealistic which is why i didn't like it and so I it agree. made me think uh, i think it was around that time where i was like i wonder if they're hinting the fact that she's like almost learning to fly okay, and then yeah. later on in the movie um that's exactly what it was when you put it that way that makes it a little more understandable um is it was it me or maybe just like the resolution on my screen the the action looked subpar like as far as the effects and the whip yeah. and the lasso they went to the lasso too much for me i was just Constantly. like okay. it yeah. was just it was just like it was on screen more than she was it felt like or just as much but the action just looked i don't know fuzzy or less than 2020 I, yeah. and I don't know if that's anything that got delayed from production or post-production, I should say, but just something felt off. I don't know how to describe it, but. It just seems so, so um, low budget. Yeah. And I wonder if it came to a, a crunch time, right? They were like, we need to release this by Christmas. Feels or, like maybe, yeah. Or B, if it became a budgetary thing where they realized in doing all the post special effects during the pandemic, they were like, guys, we're not gonna be able to release this in theaters and it's not gonna make that much money back. So we need to cut our budget down. So they probably 
cut it down in the special effects department afterward, maybe. And yeah. so I wonder if it's a product of that as well. It's response. worth saying because I can't help but think maybe if this was done normally or d released under normal circumstances, maybe right. if it looks a little different. Because you know it would have um, done well at the box office. It would have done really well. Oh, yeah. And I sure. actually feel, despite the fact that it was not a good movie, I feel bad for the people who are involved in this movie. Because yes, completely. It, if they, if they could have just had a regular theater experience, it would have paid more, for sure. I agree. I'm, I'm glad that it might not just be me. Oh, and uh, I went to um, the official spoiler thread, uh, Christmas night on Reddit. Yeah. And so many of the things that I was like, am I just being an asshole or nitpicky? Other people know too. And it's not like, I, I want that to be the case. I don't want people to have a negative experience with anything that, you know, obviously is been really looking forward to and was good, was going to be a summer blockbuster, but I was just like, yeah, other people notice this too. And it was just, I just, I don't know. Yeah. That, uh, this movie just wasn't what it could have been and what it should have been. Frankly, she deserved better. I don't know how I to did. say that. And I yeah. feel like Patty Jenkins has proven that she can do better. Yeah. But I noticed in the beginning, it was like mentioning Jeff Johns as a producer and Zach Snyder and I can't remember his wife's name um, as producers and story writers and all of this. And I remember in the beginning going, oh, I'm, I mean, I guess I kind of knew they would be a part of this, but yeah. I wish they weren't because they have not had this great track record. And certainly what's the point of pulling together someone like Jeff Johns and Jack, Zack Snyder to be a thread in all of these DC movies when you're not threading them together. You know, like Marvel does an incredible job of creating a character, setting it up, and then sometimes sometimes making the villain move over or, or heroes move over into other films. And it works pretty well and, and pretty seamlessly for the most part. DC isn't really doing that. And I mean, it shows that the fact that all of the, uh, all of what happened in this movie was completely undone at the end because they wished it away or recanted their wishes. Dude, that and restart button hitting, that, <laughs> that's just so lazy. It doesn't work. It, it's no. just a bad- It works in kids movie cartoons or something like that. Yeah. I just yeah. believe in the power of love, you know, it just, it was, come on. And, and, and I feel like by, by doing that, you negate the entire importance of the movie. And there's no, there's no reason to have that movie. There's no stepping stone. Yes. Wonder Woman didn't grow much in any, besides the fact that she learned how to fly and lasso lightning. But um, Wonder Woman didn't really grow as a person. The villains didn't, they didn't stay villains afterward. They just became good again, I guess. So I don't know. I just felt like I wanted, I wanted consequences to stuff. This felt largely inconsequential. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing we've talked about this before, and I'm sure countless other conversations we've had on recording or otherwise, just about in uh, movies like this action comic booky movies where it's just the big world ending laser beam in the sky and everything's a yeah. tornado vortex it's just it, granted it wasn't like as egregious as like a transformer movie where just everything's getting sucked up into some beam from outer space but it just it, it went there on a small scale and it just felt so just tired and it did. and you know we're gonna in our next recording talk about uh, pedro pascal 
as a different character, which I like very much. And yeah, his Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. And his character was nothing. Like it was just it was, it just felt like something I would watch straight to Netflix and probably get tired of if it wasn't the Wonder Woman name. You know, yeah. I, I wanted to like this in a way. I'm not like hurting financially, but I would have been right. mad if I spent 10 bucks on this. Genuinely, I would I have like, well, to admit, it, it makes it yeah. easier. <laughs> it, does it does make it easier. And you know what? I can pause it when I need to get up and go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. I'm okay pretty much becoming an in-home movie viewer now. I do feel like there's... finding seats. Guess what? I can have my pants off. I got your beat. Yeah. 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 I mean, last time you jerked it to Wonder Woman, you got thrown out of the theater. Now you can do it as much as you want. Yeah. Thank you for noticing. (laughs) I was right next to you. It was weird. Well, you were my ride. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Three last little things. And these are just quick hits that kind of I just uh, would love to state. Yeah. Um, they never fully capitalized on the 1984 aspect of things. The previews made it seem like it's going to be this total, like, you know, retro cool, like season three of Stranger Things mall. There was what, one scene in a mall, maybe a scene and a half in a mall. And then the rest of the 1984 was pretty irrelevant. It yeah. really was. I never felt like they captured, you know, the, the essence of a subtitle. Um, that little boy, Max Lord's son, was he just by himself while his dad was in Egypt, just hanging out in the building? And then like, how does he magically just go and find his son after the world basically ends? And he's like, Oh, I was, I was doing the wrong thing, but uh, I'm ready to be your dad again. It, it was just like, it, it made no sense. Yeah. And, was- um, and I, I mentioned this earlier. So like there was like involuntary sex in that movie. At least the implication. Oh, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, we touched on that. Yeah. That's a that's a villain thing. You don't do that. And then yeah, it just became like, you know, when you wish upon a star, and then oh, you know what? You like they they telegraphed that that was going to have to be the ending. But she doesn't even fight for the end. She just ends up like getting preachy and like just like we have to take our wishes back and we have to earn. I remember the beginning of the movie. My mom <laughs> said yeah. nothing comes easy that's worth doing or something like that. It was like, a okay. long, a long speech. She and while she's in the corner, it, it just it's not what we want out of a comic book movie. I, I just it just felt so much of this just felt like unearned or lazy. I agree. Uh, I think it's probably time to put a bow on this uh, conversation and thus this episode. Uh, I I would be remiss if we didn't give each other the opportunity to be like, how would you rate this? So do you have an idea, a number, scale? Um, gosh. I would have to say it's just kind of like a, a five out of 10 for me. I would have um, said a six. It was like better, uh, better than a fail, basically. It was okay at best. Let's put it this way. I didn't walk away angry. And, and with a lot of DC movies, uh, I tend to walk away almost angry because I'm disappoint- disappointed, really. Like, I'm, I'm just walking away indifferent. Yeah. Like, uh, ultimately, kind of a disappointment, but at the same time, lessened so by the fact that i got to watch it for free basically so yeah yeah totally i think we'll uh wrap up this first new look uh episode but first um we typically for all our 93 previous episodes would do a shadow synopsis and an awesome quote we're not going to necessarily do that each and every time i do have a funny quote though and i would love to share it with you and our listeners yes please 
So in a few days, the office is leaving Netflix. So I've just been getting as much office in as I can because I don't want to get Peacock, even though Buffy the Empire Slayer is streaming exclusively on there. So I do kind of want to get it. Um, but there's just so much funny Michael Scott. And this is probably one of the ones that caught my attention the most this last week. It's, uh, it's funny. It's from The Office. Here you go. You don't call retarded people retards. It's bad taste. You call your friends retards when they're acting retarded. Good old Michael Scott. You know, he, uh, he makes being a horrible human being lovable, I guess. <laughs> in, the, in the most yeah. charming way. All right, let's close it down. So uh, we want to let you know that uh, for those of you who want to get a hold of us and let us know what you think and give us your feedback, I mean, uh, you know, we can easily say it's been, it's, it's helped us a lot. And that's why we're changing the way we structure the show. So please do so at randomfandom at gmail, randomfandomcast at gmail.com. Brandon, what's yeah, our Twitter? Want, yeah, if you want to see a, a picture of us confirmed with our Xbox console, <laughs> uh, so you know we're not just bullshit. Actually, it's just you. I didn't take it. Well, yes, that's true. But you took it, so. That's true. That's further proof somehow. At Random Fandom WBB. We're going to try to be on there more often, so please join us there. And uh, we'll interact with you, and we'll talk to you again soon-like. Until yeah. then, thank you for being to- Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, stay tuned uh, for uh, our next episode, which will be a Mandalorian Season 2 review. You're damn right. Can't wait for it. Until then, thank you for being a fan of our fandom. Stay geeky, everyone.